This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our latest podcast. Great that uh, you could join us once again as we hopefully are moving closer to the start of the baseball season. In the meantime, we've got three guests on the program. We'll call them two outfielders and a broadcaster. Not quite the title for a sitcom or a movie or maybe even a reality show, but it is the guest lineup we have on the program today. Our first guest is going to be Kevin Kiermeyer, and we'll hear how KK is coping and also enjoying the extra family time. Uh, the only play-by-play voice the Rays have had on television is Dwayne Stats, and he'll stop alongside two. And we mentioned two outfielders. The other one is on the minor league side. His name is Grant Witherspoon, and Grant's a fourth-round pick in 2018 out of Tulane, who, while he's waiting for the baseball season and is training, is also tutoring in calculus. That's right. Well, Kevin Kiermeyer is not tutoring in calculus, but he is uh, getting himself through this uh, pandemic period with his family, and he now joins us. And the uh, first thing we asked of KK is where he is and how he's coping. Hey, Neil. Yes, I am. I'm. Uh, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm doing well, and yeah, I'm here at my house in, in Tampa, and uh, you know, throughout this whole thing, just trying to stay sane uh, <laughs> as possible. I guess you could say. And there's, I've had my moments where I've definitely let this get the best of me at times but for the most part um you know we've uh, tried to just live a normal lifestyle as possible here in the Kiermaier household and obviously that has been tough to do but um you know we're just always trying to find ways to make the time pass and you know hopefully here sooner than later we hear um you know what's going to be going on with our situation and in the baseball world and hopefully get that call here sooner than later and you know, I think everyone's anticipating that us, the media, all the fans, everyone. So, like I said, hopefully that comes and we get back to uh, you know playing once again here um, as soon as possible. And like I said, get back to that normal lifestyle as uh, as much as we're able to. Whenever uh, things start opening up more and more. Amen on that. Um, how is your health? How's that of your family? Has anyone you know uh, had to um, deal with the virus? No, uh, as far as I know, um, everyone everyone's doing okay, and no one has had any crazy illnesses or anything like that where there's even a thought of uh, anything being in speculation, I guess you could say. So thankfully, uh, everyone um, in my family and Marissa's, uh, everyone has stayed safe and, you know, taken all the right precautionaries all the right steps forward to uh prevent this i guess and um you know we've done a good job of that thankfully and we're just trying to do everything to stay safe throughout this whole time especially having a crazy little 17 month old baby like carter and uh he gets into everything so we had to you know we've been having to keep uh extra extra eyes on him at all times because he's uh he's hard to lose track of he never stops 
KK, has that been the silver lining in all this? The fact that you have gotten time with Carter and Marissa that yep. normally this time you wouldn't. Yeah, it, it has. And we were talking about that the other day and um, how great it is in, in that sense, because right now he's doing so much at, a, you know, like I said, he's 17 months old. So it just seems like every other day he's picking up something else or, um, you know, doing something that we haven't seen before. So it's such a fun time to sit here and, uh, you know, see those things and not necessarily have to miss them because of, uh, you know, our normal daily work schedule and our routine and how much time it takes being away from home and family. Um, but yes, it, it, it has helped a lot just knowing that I can wake up with them when I want and I love uh, giving them baths every night and rocking them to sleep. It's my favorite thing to do. And uh, you know, at that point in the day, he's tired and he doesn't have as much energy. So he just sits there and lets you kiss up on him, do stuff like that. So that's why those moments mean, um, a ton to me. And it, it definitely has helped a ton getting through all this, but, uh, I'd be lying if, you know, I, um, I think Marissa, myself, even Carter, Carter probably wants to see me get back to a normal lifestyle and, uh, you know, hopefully we can do that here sooner than later, like I said. But it, it's been great being a full-time dad longer than I expected, I guess, from the start of last offseason and then a short little spring training stint and then back to kind of like off-season uh, mode. But um, I just have chose not to dwell on this. I, I try not to make it a negative situation, even though how crazy all this is. And like I said, I've had my moments, but at the same time, uh, I choose to live a positive lifestyle. and. Uh, we've done a pretty good job at uh, maintaining that and, like I said, finding ways to make time pass by. Do you have a, a routine? Because during the season you have a routine. So have you found a routine for yourself in terms of when you work out, how you work out? Do you try and do it when he's napping? What do what's, what you do daily? Yeah, I, uh, it's different. I usually, I'm usually hitting anywhere from five or six times a week. I'm hitting into – uh, off the tee into a net so that uh, that helps I'm throwing into a net I've been able to play catch with a football and a baseball with Marissa so I guess uh, not ramping up quite like I would want to if I were playing um, you know with one of my uh, she's over here flexing uh, it, it's perfect just to stay loose and keep all those muscles firing I guess you could say so I'll take whatever I can get right now but you know, I usually sprint two or three times a week, just try to keep all the fast twitch muscles going and, you know, staying active in that regard and just a bunch of in-home workouts. I have a bunch of bands and I don't have a whole lot of dumbbells or anything like that, but I, I feel like I truly am able to do everything I need to do right now where once uh, we are called upon, once again, I feel like, uh, you know, there's obviously going to be small rust there. We're on our feet a lot whenever we do get back in the spring training type of work days where we're not so used to that as much. So that might be a, um, you know, a phase where I, all of us are going to need to get used to again, being up, moving around for five or six hours at, at times. Um, but for the most part, I feel good. My body feels really good. I've maintained flexibility. Um, just doing everything that I was uh, in the off season and even into spring training. So uh, I'm ready to uh, work out on a baseball field once again and, you know, get my cardio and all that out there with all my teammates. So once again, I hope that uh, comes sooner than later because 
I think I'm speaking for everyone when I say we all want that <laughs> back once again. No question. Have, um, from, from the standpoint of contact with other teammates, are you texting a lot? Are you calling a lot? Who are you staying in touch with the most right now? You know, our, tra our trainers are always uh, keeping tabs on the scene if we're healthy and everything's feeling good and how many times we're doing baseball activities, stuff like that. But as far as teammates go, we had a big group text um, going when spring training got cut off and, you know, the week or so after that where everyone was just trying to figure out what happened. And then it just got to the point where guys on there were just texting, just the text. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I love these guys. I'm leaving this text, though. I don't want to be – a part of it because I come home and I have 64 unread text messages, stuff like that, where I'm like, you know what? It's just a waste. I don't want to be on my phone anyways. Um, it's so easy to do that time. So with that being said, I haven't been in contact with many teammates uh, for the most part, kind of staying in contact with MLB PA and, um, you know, what their thoughts and guidelines are for us moving forward and just trying to get closure on the situation as much as we're able to. But other than that, um, just a very small circle. My, my family, Marissa's family, my brothers and a couple buddies just trying to stay in the loop with everyone. But other than that, though, uh, not a whole lot. It's just I know I'll see these guys, and when we do, we're going to be together for, you know, hopefully as long as possible, uh, depending on what's going to happen with all this. But uh, like I said, once again, I'm, I'm excited to, to see everyone again. and. Um, that's going to be a great day when uh, we all do get together once again. Based on time, the amount of time that you're working out, based on what you know about your body, and you may not have a say in it, but how much time do you think you would need if they said, okay, season will start at X? Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, that two to three week window would be uh, crucial. I think a lot more so for pitchers, but you know, from a position player standpoint, it would it'd be one of those things where we want to get our legs under us once again. And, um, you know, we just want to feel in tip-top baseball shape going into this. And we, and we know that, uh, you know, it's going to be um, – whenever this time happens, it's probably going to be an abbreviated version of an actual spring training. So hopefully pitchers are just – hopefully they're throwing as much as – they're able to right now and I think that'll help the window and you kind of see where everyone stands um going in into it but position player wise like it's it's tough to get that timing get those consistent at bats and that's why you know we're playing games for a month month and a half to try to let all 30 some position players get consistent at bats regularly and then that's when you make the cuts whatever and then guys get at bats on the minor league side and then we are able to get more at bats, um, you know, in our games, which is great. But that's usually the last two weeks of spring. So if we had something like that, where um, you know, depending on the number of players they would want in that, I think it would have a lot to do with it. But I think at the end of the day, um, our front office and coaching staff probably have a good idea of what our roster is going to look like, or you know, even if the rules change, where you have uh, expanded rosters to start out to make sure that. Um, you know, there's enough fresh bodies to provide nine innings each and every day um, type of thing. You know, I, I, I truly believe two or three weeks will be good. And I think guys are just going to want to start games at that point and say, well, you know, um, what we're doing in this down period, I think uh, we'll each individual will have a different response. Like I'm ready to go. I wish we'd get called and say we have our first practice tomorrow. I'd be ready to go. 
and you'd hope everyone else would be on the same page as well. But uh, I think as long as you get your work in, pitchers throw and, you know, have a, a buildup of stamina in their arms, I don't think it should take too long. And I could be wrong about that. But um, I know players, management, everyone is going to want to play as soon as possible. And, and we know what we're asked of. But at the same time, we want to go out there and be proud of the uh, product we're putting on the field with, with ourselves and, you know, what we uh, expect out of our teammates as well. So we'll see. It'll be interesting uh, who's ready and who's not. But at the end of the day, one of these days, we're going to get called and told to be somewhere at some time and, you know, have this X amount of days to prepare for when we're going to start going full tilt again. You alluded to this, trying to not be stir-crazy. What have you done to yeah. avoid it? Have you found a place maybe where you can fish? Have you found – have you done an extra cooking with Marissa? What, what have you yeah. done to stay staying? Yeah, all that, sound, all that sounds good. Um, but, no, we uh, – I, I haven't cooked as much or more than I thought I would. It got to the point where we were just eating the same things over and over. So we've – Boy, we've uh, abused Uber Eats the last month or so, and you hate kind of falling into doing that over and over. But it just gets to the point where, you know, these uh, days that you're doing the same thing over and over, it's just it's tough to repeat. And then you're like, you know, I want a good, like, really, really tasty meal. Well done. So that's why, you know, we're going to use the luxury of Uber Eats or something like that and uh, just have an easy night where we don't have to cook or put any extra effort into something like that. So we've been lazy at times doing that but um i haven't found a place to fish i will say that uh me marissa and carter did drive up to indiana for nine days uh early april and we you know came back here we've been back here for about four weeks now or so but i bought a lake house to start a spring training we wanted to go up there and see that and indiana was a lot healthier with the covid stuff at the time where there was just no cases up where we were at and we just wanted to get away. And uh, so we drove 16 hours with uh, Carter and it was, it went, it went about, uh, it went well. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but there was times where, uh, you know, we wanted to pull our hair out in that drive as well. That's a long time in a car with a yeah. child that young. So we did that. That was a good um, time killer for nine days. And, you know, once again, been doing the same thing down here. Um, for the most part, every day for the last four weeks, give or take, uh, you know, some days you need those off days, those cheat days, still do all that stuff. But man, I don't have a whole lot of content where I can give you uh, great information to have anything spicy or anything great that you can, um, you know, publish to uh, all the viewers out there because I'm we've been boring and, uh, you know, I just accepted it. You hate I know you're not a video game guy. Uh, so is there anything you're reading, listening to podcasts, uh, Netflix binging, anything that you've, you guys have done? Uh, yeah, we, uh, we've, we've watched a few shows, uh, on Netflix. We're a big fan of Ozark. Uh, Marissa watched Breaking Bad over on AMC. She watched it on Netflix and that's one of my favorite shows ever. So I was watching that with her. Um, yeah, we've, you know, we did Tiger King just like everyone else on in the world. Uh, stuff like that, it helps. Um, I love getting into good series, good shows like that. Stuff that's, um, you know, based on true stories, stuff like that. I can really get into that. But, uh, yeah, just doing stuff like that, I guess, in the evening when Carter's asleep. You know, we can do a couple episodes a night and then, 
you know, we're sitting here running around with him all day from seven in the morning till seven at night usually. And boy, whenever he goes down, we're ready. We're ready for bed because he just has that much energy right now. And, uh, it's exhausting. So we, um, you know, for as much as I say all the downtime we have, man, we, uh, it seems like at the same time, we're never just, uh, you know, putting our feet up relaxing because we got that little wild child running around. So we've definitely stayed on our toes and he's kept us busy. And, you know, I just turned 30 and Carter and Marissa, they keep me young. So, uh, you know, it, it's good. They're, they're good for my everyday, um, what I need in life. And like I said, they, they keep me young and I, I got a couple gray hairs coming in in the picture <laughs> already. And I blame that on those two, but I still love them through it. Uh, anything special on the birthday, Marissa bake a cake or, or, or any special meal? Uh, I, I didn't ask for a whole lot. I, um, I don't really need a whole lot for my birthday. I always tell her I have everything I want and what I need in life. But with that being said, she knew, uh, we always usually go to Burns or a nice steakhouse for our dinners. We've, uh, loved doing that over the years. So she was a gem and surprised me with Burns Steakhouse, uh, carry out, which was phenomenal. So we had like a little five-star meal here at our house with, uh, you know, like a candlelit dinner type of thing and had a bottle of champagne. So that was, that was really nice. And, you know, it's a little things like that that I enjoy a ton. And, you know, I could make that an every year birthday type of thing. I don't need to go out and have all the bells and whistles. I just, um, I just like, a, you know, a good sincere time. And that's what we had. So I got hers coming up in a month or so. And she's total opposite. She needs all the bells and whistles and everything. So I got to sit here and start formulating a plan right now on what I'm going to do and how I'm going to make her happy. So we'll see if I can uh, come through with that. I got one other question for you because I know you're not real active on social media a ton, but there was one thing you put out there, which was you were going to be honored um, by the Children's Dream Fund for the work that you're doing. And you made sure to note that you were still going to make sure that you were active in this period. Why? Give our, our, our fans an idea why that's so important to you, why you want to do that, especially with what's gone on in the world. Well, it's just, it's such a great thing to be a part of. And, uh, you know, the Children's Dream Fund, that was, little did I know, and I always tell people this, little did I know what I was getting myself into, being around these people and doing the Raise on the Runway events, um, meeting all these kids, Tuesday's champions for years now. It's uh, been one of those things that you just you feel a connection with them and you just feel so bad for the kids and their families, but and how they maintain positivity like that was just the biggest eye opener for me because I know how I would act and how I would feel like the world is just against me if I was ever in a situation like that. And uh, I'm just speaking off how I, I truly feel like I would act. And then you get around these people and how they keep that positivity, it is incredible when you meet how influential the kids are. And like I said, even their parents too, I, I learn a lot from them. And then that's why we wanted to, you know, start the Kiermaier's kids thing. And even with, um, you know, with all this crazy stuff going on, I wanted to make it a point where, uh, you know, even though it, we're not having a normal lifestyle right now, I want to, maintain what I have with uh, the Children's Dream Fund and Kiermaier's kids. And I want to still make that positive impact if if I can, especially through these tough times, because we all feel um, like this has been a tough time one way or another. 
but still we have no idea what it's like to go through what some of these kids and their families go through, especially at such a early age. It's how fortunate we are, um, you know, to be in good health and good spirits. It's one of the best blessings you could ever ask for in life. So all I'm trying to say is I will continue to support that and, um, you know, keep this thing going, Kiermaier's kids, no matter what, through thick and thin, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to contribute and make, um, you know, dreams happen for these kids, even when, you know, the rest of everyone else is going through a, a tough time. But like I said, it just doesn't amount to what they're going through. And and I think that's all that needs to be said. I just, I, I've had a strong connection with them over the years and it's only gotten stronger uh, as each year goes on and I continue for that trend to move in that direction. And um, I look forward to meeting the kids and the families whenever I do, but I just wanted to establish that early that I was still going to do my part and, um, you know, hopefully make a, a life changing moment for some of these people. That means the world to me and Marissa, and that's what we're going to continue to keep doing no matter what. Well, that's great to hear. And hopefully it's not long before not only are you meeting some of these kids again, but roaming center field. Start yeah. working on Marissa's birthday in the meanwhile, and we hope to see you <laughs> in the outfield soon. All right, I will. If you guys have any good suggestions, let me know. Certainly appreciate the time that Kevin Kiermeyer spent with us on our podcast today. Uh, also, we have the pleasure of having Dwayne Stats join us. We chatted with him on Zoom, and certainly it was good to touch base with him this week. Hey, it's a pleasure to, to see your smiling face, I'll tell you. Uh, things, as, as you know, uh, as sequestered as we have all been, uh, we're looking for different faces. So it's great to see you. How challenging has this been for, for you and your family? And what has it been like? And, and when did you kind of begin staying at home? Well, you know, during spring training, spring training was uh, interrupted. I, I, we did five or six telecasts. I think B.A. and I had a chance to do one together. And then um, that was it. We came home and not anticipating how long this may or may not be. I think we all knew that it had a chance to be longer than we would like, but we were hopeful and still remain hopeful that we're going to get back to something close to normal before, um, before too long. Um, it actually, I have to say that, uh, uh, you know, we miss doing a game every day. It's that time of year when that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate. Uh, even when they closed the beaches out of Clearwater Beach, our section was kind of a private section. So uh, Carla and I could go take walks out there, um, things like that, so we could get outdoors, uh, get a little uh, a little exercise. You know, we don't want to overdo it in the exercise department. But we got some of that and, and some sun, fresh air. And, and so far, we're still married, despite all the time we've spent together. So that's been really good. You know, I talked to, to Dan Wheeler, your son-in-law, recently, and he told me that maybe the silver lining is the fact that things have been fairly simplistic. Do you kind of feel the same way? I do. And, you know, the great thing is uh, they just live down the street from us with the three grandchildren. And we've, we, have, we have practiced that social distancing uh, for a while. Uh, we were pretty, uh, pretty remote from everyone. And then we decided, you know, I, I think we could venture out if we kept our distance because they are your grandchildren down there. You want to see them, you know. And, and the sad thing for them, like Gabe, this is his first year in high school. He played some fall baseball. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, bless his heart, made the varsity baseball team. 
and played a handful of games, but then they've lost, you know, the remainder of the schedule. So you got to see uh, Gabe and Zach and Evie, and uh, that's been important as well. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's that's really kind of brightens the day, so to speak, when you're able to do that. But um, and I'm sure also as a as a grandfather, it's got to be that part of it's got to be the hardest part of this. Yeah, it is I, because you're used to being a lot closer to them and interacting and uh, and you know trying to work our schedule in the spring when we could go to those games as well as uh, the Rays games we were televising, all of that. So uh, and that that's been a, a significant. Uh, downside to this but overall the the upside is we have been able to see each other on occasion and we um, as far as we know we're, we're still all healthy which is a great thing and that was the next thing I was going to ask your family obviously is healthy have you had any friends or or relatives in other states that have been affected at all in any way or you've been we've fortunate? been very fortunate with our extended family we have uh, my mother's in Atlanta and I have a, a sister and and her husband entire family there and then uh, another sister in uh, Missouri in the St. Louis area, and everybody has been healthy there. Same thing with, uh, with Carla's family over in Houston. Uh, we did have a, a couple of cases of pneumonia over mm -hmm. there, but they, uh, they got through that. Uh, our nephew over there is at Texas A&M in his first year, and, of course, they all had to come home. And uh, so they battled that, but uh, they're all good as well. And what's maybe a message that you, Dwayne, would like to send out to fans who some may be going through, we're all going through challenges in different ways, some more difficult than others. Well, uh, the biggest thing I think in any challenge we have, and, and in the grand scheme of things, uh, this one is significant, but we're all going to have greater challenges than this in our lives with uh, family health issues at times and all of that. And this thing is hitting a lot of people where it hurts. Number one, health. Number two, the financial side of this. And if we're fortunate enough to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, have a little stockpile and get through it, but we've all been good, you know? And, and so those are the primary concerns. And, and I would say if we can uh, uh, remain healthy and semi-solvent, uh, we're all going to get through this and we're going we're gonna to show up the ballpark again and there are better days ahead. And baseball is going to be a big part of that. You know, baseball historically has always been a part of that, whether it was World War One or the years through the Depression, World War II, all of those things that it helped us get through. And, and baseball will help us recover when we can get all the guys back on the field and start playing games again. And probably more recently, 9-11. Um, will, will the first game to you – have maybe not the same feeling, but a, a very unique, important feeling in, in your mind? Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, um, every year under normal circumstances, opening day is always a special day. What, whether you lost 95 games or won 95 games a year before, it's a, it's a fresh start. And I think that's what this is going to be in a way more significant way. So when when we get the guys on the field again and get a chance to to broadcast these games again. It's going to be very, very special. You know, I asked you about your family, but how, how in touch have you been also with your broadcast family? Uh, whether it's BA, Trisha, the, the, the producers, directors, yeah. maybe. And, and how is, is that one of the more challenging things about going through this whole period, being away from them too? 
It is, you know, I, we've, um, we have had telephone conversations and uh, there's no question about that. Just to check in with each other, see how the families are doing. You know, BA's got a couple of little ones. And uh, so you check on them. And of course, with BA, there's always some adventure going on, uh, whether he's uh, been confined to his uh, home or wherever he's confined to. Sometimes he needs to be confined. So, uh, uh, yes, we've done that as well, and we miss that. You know, we miss our whole crew, as I'm sure you do. You know, we, we miss uh, our camera people, uh, all, all of the technical people that make this possible. They become an extended family, and so absolutely, we do miss those people. What do you miss most about the games overall or the experience? Uh, and, and what has become, let's say right now, your day-to-day -day routine? Have you created one just to – kind of keep yourself going in some kind of routine as we kind of wait this out? Yeah, the thing I miss um, is, is the live event. You know, there's still, and you know, you know that feeling uh, when, when you do all the prep and you sit down and that red light or, you know, the guy's in your ear going, let's go. There's a, there's a little emotional lift that goes with that. And that's something that, uh, that I've been fortunate enough just to have and keep and hope that I keep for a long time because that when the game starts and the live coverage begins that's when I get that lift and and you you do miss that and and how do you replace that well you know we've talked about the family time but uh I think I've read um I think I've read eight books I'm in the process of reading my eighth book since this started so that gives you uh, an idea of how exciting my life has been but uh, there have been a couple really pretty good ones. And, and uh, you know, I mix a couple of baseball stories in there. But, but one had uh, Mo Berg, you know, the former catcher who, uh, who also had a little espionage in his background and uh, actually had one of those cyanide pills covered in rubber that he kept with him and a, and a revolver when uh, the U.S. and uh, the Allies were, were trying to figure out how close Germany was to the bomb and whether. Uh, Mulberg might have to take somebody out, and apparently that's really true. As it turned out, he did not. <laughs> he wasn't sure that he could do it, but if he had been, if it had been determined that that's something he needed to do, I, I guess he was prepped <clears throat> either with the firearm or with the the cyanide pill in case he was caught. Things like that. Um, I, I had a chance to reread uh, Peter Goldenbach's *Spirit of St. Louis*, which mm -hmm. is great, and. Uh, you know, the stories of the Browns and the Cardinals and the great first baseman, George Sisler. Um, one, of the, one of the really cool spots in there, that World Series between the Cardinals and the Yankees when uh, Babe Ruth, you know, uh, ended that series. I think uh, Alexander walked him with two outs in a one-run ball game at, uh, at old Yankee Stadium. And Lou Gehrig was at the plate. And uh, Babe Ruth tried to steal second and ended the World Series on a caught stealing with Lou Gehrig at the plate. <laughs> that'd be, a, that'd be a, a hot topic in today's game if something like that happened. It probably would have made a whole lot of attention on social media and all media for, for that matter. Have you uh, watched, I know Fox has carried a lot of old games. We've rebroadcast a lot of old games. Have you gone back and watched some of the old broadcasts? And if so, I'm how often? A peek. I, I, you know, I, I would be lying if I said I sat there and watched the whole thing. But uh, you know, I, I'll take a peek at those. I, I think I think you want to, you need to, just to keep in touch and and know that 
you know, at, at some point we'll be doing that. And it, it's always interesting, the programming. Uh, I was in Houston in 81 for the strike year, and Gene Elston, who was such a, a, a big part of my life, was the lead broadcaster with the, the Astros in, and I was on that crew. And uh, we did a couple things during the strike, including uh, recreating some of uh, baseball's great games, like mm-hmm. uh, the call shot, so-called call shot by uh, Ruth against the Cubs. We did those. Uh, we had uh, collected all the information from uh, the Major League office, anticipating there might be a work stoppage. So we went into the studio and recreated those games. Well, that gets me to an interesting question because there is a chance or, or maybe even a likelihood that we may have games without fans, um, which may almost feel somewhat like a studio, so to speak. Have, have you thought about that much? And, and how mentally do you prepare for the possibility of, of doing games maybe in front of the athletes, but not necessarily in front of fans? Well, I, I think, you know, we're all professionals and we're going to do that. We'll be thrilled to be there. Obviously, we would prefer uh, fans and the more fans, the better. No question about that. But we will do that. The coverage of this game, whether it's radio or TV, is such a big part of this game in so many ways of disseminating the game and keeping it alive on a day-in and day-out basis for fans. And, and the other side of that, obviously, is the financial end of that. I, yeah, we'll do that. Obviously, we would prefer the other, and it'll be a little strange. Uh, you know, we remember the game a few years ago in, mm-hmm. uh, in Baltimore and how strange that sounded and was because you were, you were picking up every bit of ambient noise in the ballpark, including uh, sometimes conversations from the dugout. You want to be careful about that. Might have to use a delay. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> hey, um, what most were you looking forward to, though, with this team? Because there was so much excitement as we went through spring training two weeks out before the season was to start. Yeah, here, here's the thing. I, I, I like the makeup of this team. You know, the, the Rays always have an interesting team. Uh, you know, some, sometimes I, I think people around the country have come to a point where they appreciate that more and more. We we sort of get to see it on a daily basis being right here and so close to what happens here. They're always going to be interesting. And, and to me, you know, you can establish uh, the stars on a team, on any team, but this club then has so many, I, I, I don't want to call them ancillary parts because they all play a significant role. And, and that's why I, there was some discussion as, when play resumes, whether it will be, you know, 80 games or 100 games and whether the roster is certainly going to be more than 26, you know, 30, and I heard somebody say 50, but you could, you know, you'd have those people available, but you'd have to designate, you know, a limited number of players, 30 or so maybe on a, on a daily or by series basis. But I thought if, if that's going to be an impact, and it could be whatever – spring training, preseason training now that they'd have to go back into, whether it's curtailed or not, could you get pitchers stretched out enough, but the depth of this team, and, and if you could take any organization and take one, let's just, let's say 50, mm-hmm. one through 50, I think this organization could utilize that as a, as a major advantage over a lot of teams and organizations. I really think that this club 
And now there's so much depth in the minor league system. And, and then the other people they bring in, I think they could use that to their advantage if and when it gets to that point where you're going to have to have, you know, a significantly expanded roster because of, of the depth. Well, let's hope that rather than an if, it becomes a win, and it becomes a win sooner than later. So you're back to calling action. I'm back to doing full pre- and post-game shows, and we're enjoying the game of baseball that we love so much. Yeah, absolutely. It's time we get started, and uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's a little strange, you know, when the summer's here and you're not doing baseball. You know the feeling of that. I think we all feel that way. I think the fans feel that way. And so as soon as it's safe uh, to resume, and I'm going to be optimistic and think that's going to be not too far around the corner. We'll be ready. In the meantime, stay well, stay healthy. Dwayne, great to chat with you and see you. You too, and all the best to your family. That's Dwayne Stats, the TV voice of the Rays, and hopefully you'll be seeing him really soon, as well as hearing us on a regular basis call games. Now, you know, last couple of podcasts, we have incorporated the minor leaguers for the Rays organization. Certainly, since the Rays have the number one minor league system, it made sense to do so. And our next guest is a little bit unique in that, um, maybe not his background. Uh, Grant Witherspoon is out of Tulane University. Rays have had uh, some history there with Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes from that university. And uh, in addition to that, uh, Grant, fourth round pick in 2018, has kind of used this pandemic period to uh, work on his math a little bit, so to speak. He actually is tutoring in calculus and uh, we appreciate the time that Grant is spending with us. Thanks for having me. I'm down uh, broadcasting from my parents' basement, actually, in uh, Colorado. <laughs> so when when uh, everything shut down, did you immediately go home? Did you stay in Port Charlotte? How long had you been there? Because the minor leaguers hadn't been there for too long. I want to say we were there for about two, two weeks or so. Um, didn't go to big league camp, but I think we were just starting to – get going with the scrimmages and we're having some live at bats and we kind of hear some murmurings like out on the field with one day they're like oh we might be all going home so the next day we had a big meeting and then everyone got said clean the lockers out leave everything here that you need to and kind of just headed home right then honestly so did you drive all the way from florida to colorado in one full swoop or did you stop or how long did it take you um, I just got out, got out of there like as soon as I could. <laughs> and from there, when did you start tutoring calculus? And were you a math major at Tulane? Uh, I wasn't a math major. Um, I was always good at math, but um, I did engineering. Uh, I did chem engineering at Tulane. Uh, I did three years of that, and then obviously left to uh, for bigger things. And then, um, but I it was just kind of a lot of uh, free time that I had, and I was just like, ah. Uh, probably shouldn't be playing video games this whole time I was thinking maybe I should get a job was because I mean training's only so much of the day and at that point I was fully locked in the house so I wasn't really getting to train that much and um, I just literally just googled tutors like online math tutor because I was like how many people could be doing calculus right now that would need a tutor just signed up on tutors.com and got a few uh, people right away wrote up a bio um, yeah and that's just how, how it started. <laughs> So are the people that you're teaching, are they all local or are they all around the country? And how are you, uh, how many hours a day are you now doing this? Um, I put my location in as Denver. Um, so the people that I've gotten have been from around here, but I guess I could go like all across the country, but 
um, so far just people in Denver. And now that um, the gyms are starting to open back up, um, doing like maybe I'll have like a couple of students, like maybe like three times a week. So like really not that much anymore, but um, yeah, it's definitely helping. And I mean, for you, how many semesters when you're an engineer, did you take a calculus? Cause I actually way back when was a math minor um, mm-hmm. and realized how difficult it was and how I wasn't going to be a major once I got through a few more semesters yeah. of calc. Uh, I think I did calc one, two and three and then differential equations. And then that was all I had to do. Um, I guess I could have done one, one or two more classes for a minor in math, mm-hmm. but once you get up that high in math, it's kind of like some imaginary stuff, like, and it doesn't even feel real. So I didn't really like that, but yeah, it's just something that, I mean, I, I feel like I have a good talent to do, I guess, compared to, um, other people. How are your students doing and how hard is it to teach? Are you teaching all over Zoom? How are you doing it? Yeah, um, pretty much you just get linked up with people and then um, pretty much set my own schedule with Zooms. Um, And I like to say I'm the best tutor around, so I'm sure they're doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And how are you balancing that in in baseball workouts and how has the weather been in Colorado? What, What kind of schedule have you been able to put together? Because you just finished your first full season of pro ball mm-hmm. last year. So this is kind of an important year, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I was ready to go this year. Um, I mean, this is just like something on the side that I would just do this instead of like playing an extra couple hours of video games or whatever that other people are doing. But it's been pretty nice out in Colorado. Um, people, everyone always thinks it's always snowing and stuff, but I mean, today it's like 75 degrees, I think. Um, it's been really nice. I've been able to get outside when we're not really allowed to go onto fields and stuff. Um, I didn't really know that. I, I thought the ban was lifted and I went to my old high school and the guy, this, this police officer was like trying to give me a ticket. So probably shouldn't be doing that anymore. But um, so they have a facility opening up. So I've been going there. Um, it's been good. I'm trying to make the most out of it. Because everyone's in a different spot. Do you have a tee and a net at home? Do you have a workout equipment? What do you What do you have and what types of things are you kind of uh, making do with while you're going through this? Yeah, um, when then a while ago, when everything was fully locked down, I was like all in the basement prison workouts. Um, <laughs> I had some dumbbells and some bands. And then um, a little bit ago, Jim was able to like let uh, small groups of pro guys in. Yeah, from now it's starting to open up. So Colorado is like a safe at home now instead of a stay at home order. So it's definitely better. Um, definitely have more facility now that I can use. And do you do you have a tee or a net or do you have a friend like you can play catch in the backyard with? How do you keep the baseball muscles flowing in addition to, you know, just staying in good shape? Yeah, I got a tee. Um, actually, one of my dad's friends let us borrow a uh, like a pitching machine. Um, so I can take that to the cages outside or, uh, like a couple, like Nick Schnell was here a little bit. Um, and we linked up and did some workouts, did some throwing and stuff. Um, he was visiting his girlfriend, I think. Um, and then, but yeah, it's been good. I've been able to use a tee, whatever nets, soft toss with a partner, but definitely making sure to like use hand sanitizer. don't want to be spreading any germs or anything, but yeah. Yeah, I would imagine how um, how challenging has this period been, and 
not knowing too when you you know when players are allowed back on the minor league side you know what what's to come for you guys definitely tough like um not knowing when you're going back and i'm sure the big leaguers are the priority right now as i'm seeing stuff come out with all those reports and stuff but it just kind of for me has been a kind of a testament to be like how driven are you because like i feel like a lot of people are like myself included like uh i could just stay home today like be lazy but or I could try to like take this to like jump ahead of some people who aren't necessarily doing that so that's the way I'm approaching it but that's definitely helping me not be so like negative think about like oh when are we going back when are we doing this you know and how much in touch are you with you mentioned Nick Schnell um other race minor leaguers coaches strength individual you know strength coaches trainers how, how how often is that conversation going on um, they have us put into an app um, daily, what we're doing for the day. That comes from the strength and conditioning and the training side. Um, and then, like, we have a weekly call. We have, like, different um, staff who are, like, assigned to us. So, like, I've been talking to um, Brady, the AAA manager, um, every every Friday he's calling me, just asking. He's a great guy. It's been good getting to know him kind of over the phone, kind of weird circumstance. But, um yeah, he, they're always checking, seeing what we're doing, running, what we're doing, and then um, playing some video games with a lot of – I mean, when you're with those guys so much and it's during the summer and you're supposed to be playing with them, like those guys that I met this last year, it's like, oh, you got to, like, talk to them somehow, just see see if they're hanging in there, just checking in on them. So, yeah, every once in a while, I mean, actually not every once in a while, like all the time I'm talking to those guys. <laughs> Well, hopefully it's not long before uh, you've put the math work behind you and uh, you're back to your glove work in the outfield. How's that sound? Yeah, I definitely want to stick to the glove work. (laughs) Well, Grant, thanks very much for a few minutes. Uh, We appreciate some time and hopefully we'll actually see you soon at at a baseball diamond in the near future. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, man. Well, good to get to know a little bit about Grant Witherspoon and certainly appreciate his time and that of Kevin Kiermeyer and also Dwayne Stats on the show today. I want to also remind you that thanks to our friends at Suncoast Credit Union, Reading with the Rays is back this summer, and we hope that your children are going to go to raisebaseball.com slash reading. You can get a digital card. Uh, you can find out how your kids can earn free tickets to games when Tropicana Field opens up to fans again. It's a great way to spend some time uh, and enjoy reading uh, because I think most of us are looking for additional things to do during the course of the summer since we're not quite sure how things are going to go. I can guarantee you this, though. We will have another alumni podcast coming up later on this week. And it's with someone who's quite familiar to Dwayne Stats. That is Dan Wheeler. Dan's certainly a big part of that 08 championship team. That's coming up on Friday. In the meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll chat with you soon. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon 
into the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.